0: All right, let's move on to Michael Pittman. I'm buying Michael Pittman right now. And a lot of people are like, ew, ew, ew. ew. I don't want to buy Michael Pittman. <laughs> I get it. I get it. And this is why that, that whole sen- the whole sentiment around Michael Pittman isn't great right now. Okay? Yeah. He's coming off a down game. He's going through a quarterback change. But now you get to buy the risk associated to him on the cheap. Right? He has been putting up numbers with subpar quarterbacks over the last two seasons, right? We already know his floor isn't really that low, right? So right. the fact that you can buy him, you know, you kind of know what his floor is. His ceiling can be higher. Sam Allinger might end up just, you know, hyper-targeting him, right? There is that possibility. So with that possibility still there, yeah. they're, they're moving on from Matt Ryan for a reason. I, I think that there is a potential for Michael Pittman's value to actually increase. Without Matt Ryan, I don't think it's going to decrease much. It's either going to stay the same, or it's going to increase. I don't see it decreasing. So, for those reasons, and with all of the negativity surrounding him right now, like the aura around him is not positive, right? Not no. A lot of moving pieces. I'm buying Michael Pittman because I know the talent is there. I know he's an alpha, and he's going to eat first in that offense uh, in terms of pass catchers go.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. And the fact is, he's been dealing with you know turnover at quarterback and subpar quarterback play. His whole career. So it's hard to project him to be doing any worse with Sam Ellinger quarterback than Matt Ryan. Um, uh, Matt Ryan, you know, he is he can deliver the ball. He can produce fantasy relevant wide receivers. But the problem with Matt Ryan has been that, you know, he's turning the ball over and taking not himself off the field, but the entire Colts offense off the field. I think this is the reason they're turning Sam Ellinger to see if they could just get a little decrease in the turnovers and see if that keep that can give the Colts more opportunities on offense. I don't see a situation where Michael Pittman gets downgraded either. I agree with you. I think that the only way for him to go from this point is up. He's been inconsistent. You know, he's had big games, and he's had games where he's a little bit off. But the floor, that, like you said, even his bad games, they're not completely – they're not like putting up donuts. They're not like right. a guy like Terry McLaurin's going to do to you. You know, Michael Pittman is going to be just fine. I think that, you know, you can definitely leverage the negative – um or like you said surrounding him i I would try to get him as you know pretty pretty darn cheap because like you said right now i think that there's enough negative sentiment around him that you could pull off a couple steals um depending on the players that you have
0: now what another running back that i wanted to buy was devin singletary now there's no overlay for him or anything like that mike don't worry uh but devin singletary you know he is a solid rb2 for me okay the only reason why I'm a little hesitant to buy Devin Singletary is because we know how active the Bills have been in terms of chopping for a running back. I know they wanted Christian McCaffrey super badly once he was on the market. Um, you know, there's other running backs available: Kareem Hunt potentially, Antonio Gibson potentially. There could be a a, a little bit of a shift in that running back room, right? Um, yeah. However, if you if you're desperately needing a running back, I think Devin Singletary is somebody who has high upside. Who who is relatively affordable right now, right? Guys like him, guys like Raheem Mostert, you know these are affordable RB twos that you can buy, you know, if you're really, if you really really need a running back, right? Guys like a guy like Raheem Mostert, though, you know, he he's never put together a season where he's had this many touches before in his entire career, and he's past thirty. Okay, so buying him right now like is makes me super. uh, I'm use if I have him, I'm using him, right Uh, until the wheels fall off. Pretty much because he's a solid RB2 right now and a good offense. Um, But Devin Singletary, right, he's on a great offense, right? If the the Bills don't end up making a move for a running back, he's going to be an RB2 for you the rest of the season, especially in competitive games. Um, So he's a guy that I'm looking to acquire if you're looking for that RB2 um, with upside. He's involved, you know, playing 75% of snaps or more in these competitive games. Um, somebody you can potentially buy, but you have to know the risk here, especially before the trade deadline. The trade deadline's on Tuesday, coming up, yeah, uh, November 1st. So, you know, <laughs> if, if they don't make a move for a running back by then, I think you're golden at that point.
1: Yeah, I, I think you can buy Devin Singletary, I wouldn't be paying much for him at all. I, I'm not a big fan of the risk associated, and we've seen you know, him get used a lot. And then there are games where he just doesn't get used at all. I think that Bill's running backs have had that tendency since, you know, LaShawn McCoy wasn't there. And even then LaShawn McCoy was, you know, interesting in his own right. But I think that, you know, with Josh Allen at quarterback and Stefan Diggs, Gabe Davis, guys like that in the passing game, it's a pass first offense still. Uh, I think it's going to be very situational. I think the risk is enough for me with Devin Singletary to kind of avoid him. You know, he's not my, I think he might be my last choice to trade for, in a supreme pinch, maybe I would trade for him. But for me, I think the risk is a little bit low. Especially like you said, if you're in a spot where you need production right now, I think that his volatility doesn't really, you know, come off to me as appealing. If I'm going to be look in the trade market, I go for a guy. You know, obviously Kareem Hunt hasn't been excellent, but I may target him. A guy like him, go anyway after him, because he's uh, had a little bit more, you know, stability in his workload. And I think that you know, even though the Bills' offense is very good, I think the Dolphins' offense is you know, kind of right up there with him. I, I, I'd go with Raheem Mostert over Devin Singletary if I had the choice.
0: Did you, I, I didn't quite catch that. Did you did you mention Kareem Hunt? I said
1: about Kareem Hunt maybe as a trade. Um, yeah. Someone that you trade for it is the same I, I, I
0: kind of like that. I, I want to hit on that real quick. I, I think that's a good name that you just brought up. He has been yeah. um, underperforming on his touches, you know, this year, right? He hasn't scored that many touchdowns. He's pretty. Much, he pretty much has the same exact role that he's had last year, without the touchdowns. Yeah. So he's somebody that you know has had enough touches to the point where like he could get involved a little bit more, right? David Njoku, you know, has been getting targets over the past several weeks um, this season, really, and you know, Kareem Hunt could potentially earn his way to a couple more targets a game because of that. Um, I can see Kareem Hunt having a much better second half of the year than he's had the first half because he hasn't really made too much noise in the first half of the season and we're not used to that you know by this point last season the dude was a you know probably like the rB15 rB 16 on the year right yeah um even though he's not super consistent but he's somebody that you know you can plug in and hope to have a big game uh, and I think he's a good target because you can buy him pretty cheap and then on top of that you know he has that rb1 contingency value if Nick Chubb were to ever get hurt right so he'll be an rb1 play on top of that and then you know he's being offered right now for a fourth round pick so yeah. if any teams are uh, you know looking for a running back in the nfl they can put up a fourth round pick and they can grab kareem hunt and he'll be an rb1 fantasy rb1 for you right so yeah if you trade for kareem hunt right now you're a desperate need for a running back your back is against the wall go for it go for yeah. it get kareem hunt okay
1: no and point. it's not even—it's not going to run you much. It's production. It's not anything. No. Yeah, he, it's not going to be much that you're going to have to pay. I think you look at it—the usage to me kind of indicates that you know the Browns are very actively shopping Kareem Hunt. I think because the first yeah. five weeks he had 15 touches, 15 opportunities, 15 opportunities, 16 opportunities, 13 opportunities, and then 14 opportunities. The past two weeks he had five opportunities and seven opportunities, which tells me that you know suddenly they're not using him they might not want to leave him as part of their game plan very much anymore if they're going to move him. So yeah. if there's a chance that he gets moved, I think there's a very good chance that he gets moved. You know, uh, I think then so. you're golden. If he gets traded somewhere, his value goes up immediately. Um, and then you look, if he doesn't get moved, say November 1st comes and goes and he doesn't get traded, they're not going to let him sit on the roster and do nothing. He's going to play anyway. And I think that we'll start to see that usage go up anyway. Um, despite the fact that you know he was the center of trade talks um, this trade deadline. I, I think that he's going to be fine. I think that you could go trade for him right now, get him very cheap, and the return, regardless of what happens, is going to be good for you.
0: I think so. I think that's a great point. Um, I, I had another point in my head about Kareem Hunt, and I totally forgot what it was, but that's okay. Let's move on. It'll, it'll <laughs> Let's come move back on to Fournette. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Um, I'm selling Leonard Fournette, man, and and this one is tough for me. This is really tough for me. I was struggling with this one personally. The Bucs were in a must-win situation last week, right? And Leonard Fournette, you know, wasn't on the field in a lot of critical situations. And Rashad White has been way too involved on in every situation, on all three downs, two-minute drills, that sort of thing. And he he's he has been on the field 40% of snaps or more taken away from Fournette three times over the last four weeks. And he's looked good. I'm not saying that, that – Rashad White is going to take over this backfield. But what I'm saying is that Fournette might not have a stranglehold on all these touches, right? He might not have a stranglehold on all the routes. Um, You know, that's my concern for him. And on top of that, the Bucs offense isn't looking good. So maybe this offense ends up turning around and Fournette can end up you know, returning some value. And he's going to have his games just like he did over the past two weeks before this past week. But with Rashad White getting better, with them seemingly wanting to have him, you know, play more I think as of you know this week you can still get solid value for Leonard Fournette I think he's still being viewed as an RB1 I'm still playing him as an RB1 as of right now however it's a little shaky me personally I want to move Fournette now get some good value back like good value right and you know kind of deassociate myself with the risk
1: that Fournette has right now I think this might be an overestimate of the risk that we're talking about. You know, I, I, I know Rashad White has looked good, and obviously the Buccaneers' offense hasn't looked the same as it did last season. But I think we're over you know – we're blowing out of proportion a little bit the risk here. I look at Leonard Fournette's usage, and it's very appealing to me. I like what I saw the two weeks before this last week, obviously, against the Panthers. And this is just a new low for the Buccaneers. I don't think this kind of trouble that they're going to have on offense is going to stick around much longer, that they'll get it turned around. I look at Leonard Fournette. I'm not worried about Rashad White coming up on him. Tom Brady threw the ball almost 50 times, I think, against the Panthers. And it was a negative game script the whole time against a team that they should have been beaten up on. It's so uncharacteristic. I think that to kind of have, you know, Leonard Fournette, he did have a bad week, but I, I don't think that his risk is enough that I'm looking to move him and get rid of him. You know, I think that his upside is there, and it's enough for me to hold on to him. And obviously, you know, it makes sense. I can hear where you're coming from. You know, his value, even though he did have a bad week, is still hovering up in that RB1 range right now. You could get a good return. But at this point, I'm just waiting out the storm because I think that he's going to be just fine. We saw his upside flash when he caught a bunch of balls uh, a couple weeks ago. I think it was two weeks ago. Or, -hmm. yeah. So uh, I'm not not hitting the panic button on Leonard Fournette. I'm not going to try and sell him just yet. I think he can turn around and have a good game uh, against the Ravens. I, I'm not worried about it right now. So I, I would hold him for now. That's my assessment. That's sell, I could, but for now, I think the best move would be to hold Innes Buckner's offense. Plenty of times. I know Rashad White is breathing down his neck. I think that as long as he's healthy, he's going to be a solid chance to RB1. He had a bad week. I'm I'm not worried about it just yet.
0: Yeah, no, I hear you, man. Um, You know, if here's the thing, right? Like two weeks ago, the targets were up there, right? And he ended up getting, Targeted on a ton of routes. So this past week he was targeted on 13% of routes, but his route participation was at 52%. The week before it was at 73%, right? And the target share was at 17%, which is great. Target share before that was at 20%. Um his his route participation has been above 50 55% once over the past four weeks, and that was in week six when he got targeted a ton. Um the two minute situation. Rashad White got all of that this past week, which is very interesting to me. Um, the rushing attempts, Leonard Fournette was under 50% of the team's rushing attempts twice in the last four weeks. For me, like I I love Leonard Fournette. I was drafting him to be this, you know, potentially high in RB1. But if I can get back another, you know, if I can get back like Travis Etienne. Plus an, a wide receiver three, I might do that. If I can get back a, you know, a Joe Mixon plus a wide receiver three, I might do that. Something like that. Right? Like I want I can get high end yeah. assets back. If I want to trade him for, you know, a, a borderline, you know, high end wide receiver two, I might do that, right? Depending on what I need. Um it, it's it's just a situation that doesn't scream like, oh man, like his his utilization, even when the offense with if the offense improves, I'm not worried about it. If the offense gets much better, I'm not worried about it. And we might not want to, you know, be against the GOAT here. Like, we might not want to, like, you know, say, like, oh, man, this offense isn't going to get better. But it's time, Brady, they'll likely get better. The offensive line is is actually okay. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, they've just been playing bad. Um, and they've had a couple of issues. I think they can fix that. But it's not super encouraging to me. I And I get what you're saying. Like, Leonard Fournette is a good player. They signed him for a reason. Um, and what he has going for him is this on the routes that he does run, he gets targeted a ton, right? Like his targets per route run this year is at 20%. Um, and over the past, you know, not this past week and the week before, but in weeks four and five, 28% targets per route run and 35% targets per route run in week in, in week four and week five. So if that continues, if he continues to get peppered on the routes that he does run, then I think, I think, I think he should be okay. But yeah. I might be getting I might be trying to get out of it soon. I don't know. That's my spiel.